yeah it's a rural, uh, it's a rural area and um it's it's also that you know uh, the the cost of living is so low here mm-hmm. and hold up um so the cost of living is so low here and you find a lot of people uh uh-huh. and you get to see a different culture overall like it, it was a really big change for me to adapt to. I, I haven't still been able to uh adapt to the change mm-hmm. uh but in uh, like with everything in life there is there are positive and negative sides yeah. to everything so as so is this crazy crazy bro uh I mean, how is the weather? Like, I've been to Delhi once, all right. Like, during I mean, Delhi region, not not, not mm. your college region. But the weather is like horrible, bro. <laughs> the weather, the the weather is extreme. Like, on now it's cold. Summers, I guess. It, yeah, now the winter has started. Uh, the temperature is dropping. By next month, it will be uh, zero degree at night. Zero one two. <laughs> during winter. It's always at the extremes. So it's I mean, like we are South Indians are spoiled. Yeah, I mean, I can't even sustain Bangalore's weather. Look, at the moment, it's <laughs> 23 degrees throughout the year, right? So now it kind of feels as if uh, we are in 17 or 15 degrees Celsius or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it varies out here. Uh, so in Bangalore's weather, it's nice, huh? Yeah, throughout the year the same weather, but uh, yeah, during summers and winter it will fluctuate a bit. Hmm. Hey. <laughs> yeah, but then overall it's nice. Ha ha ha. Hey, I was actually look in order to prepare questions, right? So I was talking your Instagram. <laughs> so uh, figured out that uh, you you were traveling a lot actually, like Chandigarh, Amritsar, uh, Rajasthan, then Delhi. It's I mean, like, do you like traveling or like, is it something you do normally? Uh, I I love traveling. It's like this is something that I got from my father. Uh-huh. So uh, it's like he used to love traveling, and uh, when I when I was a kid, like when when I was two or three, he used to take his car from Kerala and then he used to drive all the way to Bombay or Gujarat oh. and then see all the places in between. So I used to sit beside him. Mm-hmm. and uh, so i had to have this thing like when i was 17 i did the same drive from my hometown to gujarat and then back i did it twice so uh, like one was sorry like distance. when you were in 17 i mean when you were 17 yeah when i was 17 i didn't really have license i got caught once in goa border uh-huh. apart from that it was all fine <laughs> so i learned with my father by the way oh well, uh, yeah. but then still it, it was like it was an experience back then Um, so I always uh, like traveling, and the main reason why I took a college in the north is that I wanted to explore something, and then I wanted to experience something new. It's like you know, you're in Kerala, and then you live there, and you see a certain kind of people there, and the culture is the same. You're in your comfort zone. So I thought, okay, fine. Uh, the only college I had applied to was NIT Calicut Computer Science, yeah. and uh, Like the top NITs and the top branches, I know that I wouldn't get into it. Uh-huh. The rest of the college, everything was like uh, in the northern part of India. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that was a good decision. Um, you get to see a lot of things here that you're not really used to. Uh-huh. Uh, the culture I mean, and the people. Crazy. Okay. Hey, uh, da- like whenever you travel, right? Like obviously mm-hmm. to historical places and such such as places. 
So, uh, how do you see structures when compared, I mean, compared to people like me or something? So, I just mm-hmm. have a view and I just go off in terms of structure. Okay. But uh, in terms of you, I guess you visualize things like properly. You kind of feel yeah, it. Yeah, I spent some time there. Mm-hmm. Um, I sit there. Uh, like before you, uh, I have this habit that, uh, you know, before I visit a historical place, mm-hmm. I learn the history of it. What happened there? What exactly happened there? And why is it significant? And why is the structure made in a certain way? Who made it? Why did they make it? How they made it? And once you learn that, and then when you go to a historical place, then you get to enjoy the beauty of it. Like most people, what I see is that they'll go to a historical place or maybe a monument or whatever is built. Uh, they'll go there, click their own pictures or selfies, and then, okay, I, I, I'm done with clicking my picture, so to the next one. Like uh-huh. you stand there, you read what is written, and then you get the feel of it. Uh-huh. And, and my traveling has been different these days. Uh-huh. In terms of what you told just now, so uh, just reading about a particular monument and then going to it, uh, you kind of uh, relate to whatever you have read. So uh, consider, uh, look, I was having a talk with an architect already, like he's my PG mate itself. So uh, the thing is that he studies those things, right? And then he goes to a place, experiences it. So... It is a thought where you could relate to that place very in a very compatible way, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Like all the things, right? It's relatable. So something as mm-hmm. uh, uh, huh, something as simple as coding itself. Not simple. It's tough, I know. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's easy for you, bro. <laughs> so it's everything is the same. Like, uh-huh. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where, I mean, when you just read and then when you apply so it's easier i suppose i mean it's relatable yeah. relatable crazy so like how, uh, do you travel or like or do you love traveling or mm, uh, mostly or like in terms of my thing right uh, I, I personally don't travel a lot sometime at instances right like couple of my friends would just call i'm like oh, okay mm-hmm. I'll, I'll join you so something like that. It is uh, mm-hmm. not to me that I love traveling or something. It's a thing mm-hmm. which I normally do. Like I don't travel as you do. <laughs> but well, uh, but uh, your thing is insane. Like how do you plan while traveling or something as such? So straight away uh, go there. I, I It's like my travel plans has mostly been in uh, like an instantaneous plan you know it's mostly unplanned mm-hmm. and then at the moment i feel like going somewhere and then i pack my bag and then i go uh for so far these kind of travels has been uh the best experience for me uh because you know like i was done with vipassana and i thought okay fine the ninth day i thought okay fine the uh, rajasthan is nearby and mm-hmm. uh, the the weather is good it's good to visit during the winters like, like the starting of winters yeah. okay let's go so I had my backpack, I took it and then I went and uh, like before I go to a place, of course, I Google about it and, uh, you know, the cheapest place to stay, uh, what, uh, like, what are the monuments about, like, you know, d- during travel, like when you're in the train or something, uh, mm-hmm. you get to know about that. 
and secondly it is that i travel in the cheapest way possible like the cheapest way if i'm going in train um i'll i'll go into a second class like general compartment and okay. i'll be there I'll, i'll i'll sit on the floor i'll sleep on the floor and well, like, you'll find a lot of people there ha 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 i mean uh, so uh, yeah like in in terms of traveling long right like something as uh, oh yeah mostly not like even if you go from chandigarh to amritsar it's a long journey so don't don't you feel like uncomfortable or something something as such yeah of course you do <laughs> yeah you do you do feel up yeah, it's, yeah. it's really uncomfortable uh, you know uh-huh. traveling in these uh, general compartments you find a lot of laborers you know some some will be rude to you some will be nice to you mm-hmm. uh, but then ultimately it's that you know uh, it is the culture of the place you know yeah. you travel in rajasthan you travel in a train in rajasthan and then uh, you tra- like when you when you reach up it's different you find a certain set of people and their culture the way of talking is different you get to experience that in first hand when you travel uh, in the second class compartments uh-huh. this is when most of them come in and yeah. it's it's really uncomfortable you can't sleep you can't even stand it's like you can't move from there mm-hmm. it is that uh, it is it will be that crowded but then it's like you sit there and then you know that this this discomfort that you're feeling is not permanent Right. Yeah, you're gonna yeah, reach there probably. in maybe twenty-four hours, twenty hours. So you just sit there and watch them. And uh, sometimes I don't really uh, like book the tickets or anything. I travel without tickets a lot of times. Uh, like oh. since the TT don't come to uh, the these crowded compartments. Yeah. And uh, I land in a city. Like I landed in Udaipur, and uh, I took uh, like a shared auto from there to a hostel. That hostel cost about. uh i think about 120 rupees per day it's a hostel or something yeah you find a lot of these places in a lot of like uh, consider something like a hostel but then cheaper one ha ha in jaisalmer it only cost me like 80 rupees per day so oh, that, that is that cheap that's a lot so, less actually <laughs> Yeah it is it is less you, you know travel doesn't really cost much if you're traveling alone <laughs> like uh you have your control over things and then i keep my like my backpack there and then i uh, start walking around the city in the morning uh, like i'll have my phone and wallet and my cap that's it and uh, on an average day i walk for around like 9 10 kilometers around the city and by evening i'll be tired so <laughs> oh. but so it's, it's like that ha uh, actually it's a good way to i mean absorb the culture and observe people uh mm-hmm. i was uh, talking to another guy at my class already like he's into books and all of that uh, he's into mm-hmm. writing so his perspective was as if uh, whenever he travels or like goes to a different mm-hmm. spot what he does he doesn't yeah he observes people and then i mean a individual if he has some like a different view about an individual he'll be taking out his phone and writing about it so based on his mm. perspective i, I guess mm. the way you'll be walking around the city it's it's way better i mean it's a good chance to like absorb the culture absorb people understand them and mm. and basically like how do you interact with people out there because the culture is different right mm. the culture is different uh, uh, you get to see uh, like you just go and interact and uh, you know in some places you find them rude and uh, uh, you know, i suppose that's everywhere right rude 
rude uh, no no it, it it very much depends upon the place you're going right uh, okay. for example uh, i have so far i've visited delhi around delhi uh, <laughs> like i don't know how many times but then still uh, mostly i found people were rude in delhi uh, it might be my bias but then still uh, the crime rates there and uh, but then in, uh, compared to that rajasthan is like really chill place uh-huh. uh, the people were nice uh, and i i did the same thing around gujarat not gujarat like just a city in ahmedabad mm-hmm. so rajasthan was better than ahmedabad too so you find the differences in culture there and it's the, the way i interact with people is that you know i don't really talk much i go to a place and then i just observe what they are doing it's like you, uh, you, you i don't go to any posh places i go in the middle of a market like a crowded market or something uh-huh. and then i see what they are talking about I, i'll just wait there i'll just uh, walk and then i'll see i'll, I'll just hear what they are talking okay, how they are talking what what are they really interested in and you actually find a pattern um, among cultures oh pattern people uh... and, yeah uh, it's like you do find a pattern it's mm-hmm. it's like really easy if you just keep observing and like your friend does uh, like he notes down uh, uh, things that he sees yeah. so uh, when i went to jaisalmer i had met a, a, a group of people like they were from all around the world all of them solo travelers and, okay they are uh, rajasthan thing yeah oh yeah i so, mean <laughs> i told you and i stalked your instagram so yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of um, seen those pictures yeah. uh, they were like a bunch of solo travelers traveling around the world like youngsters like mm. uh, i had um i talked to one of them uh, like uh, they were really good to me like one of them was uh, uh, she was 22 this yeah. was her uh, she was 22 and uh, this was her 18th country that she is traveling alone to and then she had a lot of experiences to share and uh, there was another guy uh, he he had this small diary like a small one like a really small diary mm-hmm. and he would go around places you will see it he will go around places and um, he'll come home at night wherever he's staying and uh, i i have mostly seen him smoking a joint all the time <laughs> and at night he will come home and then in this diary he has a small pen like, like a ball pen kind of a pen Got and it. then whatever he saw he sketches that down like he doesn't even take a picture of it and he does it so beautifully like everything is in a sketch format yeah everything is he does it all with the ballpoint pen and whatever he saw he doesn't even take pictures of that he does take pictures but then whatever he saw without uh-huh. even uh, referring to the picture or whatever he clicked he has it in his mind and then he sketches it down in about half an hour like whenever he's smoking a joint at night so i just went through the diary he has a lot of these sketches all of the places that he visited i mean this guy has visited like more than 15 or 16 countries by now that's so they an, stay there for a long period of time that's such an insane concept right like uh, consider this an individual has uh, his perspective and he draws pictures and another mm-hmm. like few people write things and mm-hmm. few others just click pictures mm-hmm. and uh, and some people don't click pictures it will be imprinted out here like human beings are so so distinctly different actually like even uh, you have a story to tell oh is it <laughs> what about you what what do you do like i uh, i go to these places mm-hmm. 
in terms of pictures i don't click a lot of them uh just certain things that i find beautiful from an angle i click pictures of that i don't really click much pictures of mine mm-hmm. uh so uh it is that and the rest of that it's it's just here like i go there i stand at a place i observe things and then i start thinking about it and uh, i start thinking why and how and why not crazy and, i mean uh, so you, you find a lot of answers there mm-hmm. those are like few important questions right i guess it applies to everything what you do like i mean including every other individual so like why mm-hmm. who what those are like so three word uh, letters actually but it plays a significant importance in our life like consider uh, any any instance if you go to a place or if you are studying just ask why <laughs> who yeah you can ask what. you ask it to yourself right yeah dude. you can yeah that actually works <laughs> I mean do you really do it or I mean I do it in terms of nutrition right like uh, so basically I have to deal with clients so they will be asking mm-hmm. a couple of questions and uh, and the thing is that if I don't have an accredited knowledge so I can't deliver it to them so what I do is that I take a blank paper I just jot down one particular topic such as uh, diabetes and I'll just ask questions like why then i'll google it understand then there will be another point like why what how does it happen like all of that but uh, yeah dude <laughs> the next thing you should do is try asking it to yourself <laughs> it works yeah i mean uh, <laughs> you'll get a different answer but maybe in terms of me it may not be scientific or something as such but obviously i can like Shavali. it's not scientific i think uh, you will find a lot of answers mm-hmm. uh like you didn't even know that these things existed like there are um, things that is within you that you didn't even know existed uh, like so. your thought processes objectively observe things mm-hmm. and uh, like as you go through experiences it it just changes over time and then you keep observing how things are changing within you okay and so like can we just uh, elaborate more on that like through an example yeah. or something because uh, uh, it's hard to grasp example that. i would uh, it's like i was most clearly an unruly student uh, during school i have got suspended a few times i did uh, at school that uh, you shouldn't be doing and uh-huh. i played a lot of sports i i did a lot of substances all like that um and yeah and there was this uh, and i i never really liked studying much i never really used to sit down and do a work for a long time mm-hmm. uh but uh, there were experiences in my life uh, and there, there were situations and things that happened that changed me a lot like for example uh, like this was in my first year of college uh my college is like it's 460 acres of uh, like this big of a campus oh. and You have, lakes, you have like forests. Yeah, yeah, 460 or 470. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> That's insane. So it's like land. this big of a campus here. Yeah. Yeah, it's like we used to go around. This was in first year. <laughs> so uh, there are a lot of lakes uh, inside ponds and uh, grounds and whatnot. So it was just the uh, uh, the winter was just ending. Uh, it was like during March, like it was coming to an end. It was 
So I thought okay fine I have I have been a swimmer like I have I had been selected to district level swimming like I used to do uh yeah. in 10th and even in 11th it's like this distance is a piece of cake for me I'll go and without really considering that I had gained a lo- gained a lot of weight and I also smoke uh so which had also reduced my stamina mm-hmm. so I hadn't really as like uh, it's so like it, it is not really that big of a distance right like yeah. then do it i'll pay you 500 rupees like ha huh, okay fine then i'm i'm going right so uh i started swimming and just right in the center of the lake i uh, like i i ran short of breath okay. and i ran you short drowned. of breath so i started doing back strokes huh. yeah basically i drowned <laughs> and uh, and it's like i want to do i want to move my limbs but then i can't my hmm. brain uh, ran short of oxygen and i can't move i can't see and then things were growing darker uh so so it's it's like that so at that moment it's like i thought okay i'm almost dead now i i can't i can't even swim i can't even float now yeah. i can't move my limbs so I, i literally saw death in front of me okay it's it's almost over mm-hmm. and during you know during that moment you see a lot of stuff you have this uh, small reel that is coming in front of you like things are okay but then you know it, it starts going dark right so uh, when it start uh, it it start getting darker you see the sky okay so the sky is blue but then it's still dark and then you have a lot of visuals like you know this happened in my childhood and this happened uh, this happens in a really short span of time you know? like uh, okay i uh, this there was this festival at my home mm-hmm. and uh, you know uh, my relatives had come to my home Okay. and uh, this is how i left to my college and then i said uh, you know i ate i ate this uh, food before leaving from my home uh, when i was coming to my college and then your jay days your like your whole life plays mm-hmm. in front of you uh, like a movie but uh-huh. then in maybe a minute right and and suddenly this this guy who had challenged me he had swim across and then uh, he kicked me in the back oh and then, like and then i'm like okay fine Uh, uh it's it, it was a bit better and uh, he uh, caught my neck and uh, he basically saved me and then uh, after that i did gain some consciousness and gradually i swam to the other end uh, sure. but then this thing changed me <laughs> i mean uh, during that instance right i guess it's hard to even process things because yeah, on the one hand yeah on the one hand you'll be like panicking a lot and everything turns dark actually like su- such as a small accident on the road like when you fall on the ground right okay mm-hmm. so you just wonder out like what is happening because you turn like completely blank 
<laughs> but uh, thanks to the, thanks to your friend because uh, that's why you are here today i guess <laughs> yeah he he said like i forever be thankful to him mm-hmm. um, but then i i didn't know that there was this uh, poem that we had learnt in 10th standard it was about a soldier who was like succumbing to a injury mm-hmm. so in that poem it was like you know uh, uh, then the day is going darker and i can't see i want to go home i want to meet my mother so oh, okay. like you actually get this like this exactly the same kind of uh, feeling you you feel the same you have the same kind of emotions you see your entire life in front of you so uh, that thing uh, actually made me a bit more serious and until then uh, i didn't really consider uh, you know uh, my life would be worth to anything you know you don't really value your life that much mm-hmm. so after that point of time i uh, like that happened and a few days later i started thinking about it and uh yeah you know when certain things did happen in uh, life i okay I'm, i i don't want to live i'm just done with things but okay. then after that incident i never wanted to give up mm-hmm. so that, that was kind of your... valuing my life uh-huh. that was your second chance like right <laughs> Great. Yeah, that is your second chance. You know, <laughs> people don't value it much until you know they face it. Like I'm gonna die, but then whether about it, I like I'm I'm gonna come. You know, I I wanna live. That actually brings out the real value to whatever your life, like kind of life you are living. So yeah, dude, <laughs> insane experience actually. Hmm. Like you know the value of things when you don't have it, right? Yeah. 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 It's actually good mm. to get get a lot of inputs, bro. Like uh. even we were starting up this podcast right uh, i i didn't realize the importance of like uh put up mr lad okay yeah yeah oh oh okay i i'm back i'm back so uh, until and unless i kind of started this podcast right to a degree i knew the importance of like talking to people and all of that like understanding their perspective like to a degree mm-hmm. so what i used to consider was uh, talking to people as a waste of time uh, i seriously did that then later i mean even before like kind of starting it i did realize that like understanding and just talking to people right you get a lot of knowledge uh, on a better understandable level when uh, you genuinely have a conversation with a person like on to another person that's why <laughs> and I, th- i think you might have listened to a lot of podcasts before that to understand uh, how, how important it is to be, talk to people uh, like so you, you hear people talking to each other and okay fine what if i was in the conversation uh-huh. so i mean <laughs> yeah i kind of thought like that hey by the way whom do you watch normally I mean, listen to huh? you. Listen to podcasts, right? Like couple of you, Joe Rogan. Yeah, I uh, I'm I'm a big fan of Joe Rogan. Uh-huh. I uh, listen to his podcast, and then there is Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss. Um, and then uh, there is this guy called Beer Biceps. Uh, uh, to be honest, I hate his podcast. I hate him. Like, I hate him. <laughs> it's like when he started out, he had a few guests, like good ones. Uh-huh. uh but then now it's like all fad about like this right wing stuff and i don't know what what, what all <laughs> so but then still there are a few guests uh in it like there is there is this guy named Luke Coutinho i think you should listen uh, to uh, Luke Coutinho right? mm-hmm. so 
like if you guess like him apart from that the podcast is really that great mm. uh, so okay. and uh, there is this thing that i can't read um i can't read books oh uh, is it so to be honest in my whole life i haven't uh, read a book to the end uh-huh. i'm really be able to do that did you so, just start uh, one i did start a lot of them uh-huh. i did start i i, I did try a, try out a lot of genres uh, and uh, so it, i i thought it's okay maybe what if i start with something interesting but then ultimately it wasn't really about my interest mm-hmm. uh, so guess- uh, there it was I guess uh, maybe everyone has a different way of like grasping knowledge right like mm-hmm. with me uh, I started reading books so not because mm-hmm. I just wanted to it was more also so that I can work on my uh, reading ability and uh, mm-hmm. in order to communicate to people so getting knowledge was uh, last in my <laughs> in my list actually then mm-hmm. yeah it it helps a lot but uh, it depends on on your age i age i suppose or what you really want to do at a particular time uh, when did you start uh, during covid i had a lot of free time so yeah like you started reading books then uh, yeah actually i started reading books yeah, during covid itself. the first book was uh, i guess uh, president world it was a simple book so it put a lot of insight on uh, what is an asset and liability <laughs> and the thing with the whatever you read right like i mean every growing year you have you kind of grasp uh, a different set of knowledge from reading the same book that is what i figured out now at the moment i just talk to people or else, you read it like over and over again uh like couple of books and uh, and at the moment i don't read a lot <laughs> oh, so uh for me it was hard i think uh, what is your preferred way like do you understand better if you read or you uh, see or you listen or what is it so i understand things if i read it then related to real life it should be applicable so and during so that point how do you grasp it what is easier for you to grasp my way like what it. medium uh grasping so it depends like mostly i'll read look in terms of at the moment i do re- read research paper or blog articles on uh, uh, on my internet itself so that's the way like apart from that uh, yeah youtube and all of that it's an easy way right youtube i'll take a paper i'll, I'll just write the points because i'll remember in a much better way when i write things mm. and uh, write things like once after that i don't do it like often but once after writing on the paper i try to relate it to my a real life like how can i improve it and uh, yeah where i'm lagging at so that is the way and finding the relevant content is also also a thing so uh, that's my take what is it that you are like, recently very much interested in like, uh so i'm trying to understand politics because uh, i do the nutrition thing like i do listen to nutrition and all of that like on a day to day basis but i'm trying to get an understanding in terms of politics so the thing is <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know how a legal system works properly. So neither neither do I have a, I mean, an inner deeper understanding on uh, what is a left wing, right wing. I mean, at, at times, like, I really get confused. I mean, what does those words actually mean? <laughs> or uh, oh. communism or whatever it is. I, I really do get confused. So that's why I just look, okay, uh, this is the thing. <laughs> but what I about you? Into politics didn't go ahead. It was bad. Yeah, it turns toxic, right? <laughs> it Very much. It, it, it turns a lot toxic. Uh-huh. But then I'm glad I broke out of it. I, I used to be uh, like an extreme, Some I used to have an extreme ideologies for a few months uh-huh. during COVID. Uh, but then I left it all. Yeah. I feel a lot better now. I mean, how did that ideas got portrayed into you? Uh, I mean, uh, did you watch this similar that kind of the content? content? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the <laughs> algorithm that, uh, you know, Facebook gives you, the algorithm that Google gives you. Uh, and <laughs> the way it works and then it, 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 it makes you biased. Mm. But then, yeah, I realized it and... Uh, yeah, now, now I don't really want to be uh, take any sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I started believing that there is no uh, like one truth to anything. And you know, yeah, when you go out like, seeking for it, mm-hmm. other uh, parameters. There, are, there are other parameters, and uh, nothing is like entirely right. And yeah. uh, also that whatever I'm saying may not be relevant and I may not even agree to what what I say now a few months or years later and that's how you grow uh, that is how you grow and I, I won't say that this is the right thing that I'm saying I might have a really different perspective on things a few months later uh-huh. or a years or a few years later uh, but then I think the ultimate uh, truth that I have been able to uh, seek until now is that there is no one truth. Yeah. <laughs> no one, I mean, yeah, that's so true, actually. <laughs> I mean, people so, may or may not agree to it. It's uh, up to one's experiences and uh, their preferences. I mean, so, at times, right, uh, the thing which you told, there is no one true. Uh, Maybe I won't realize it at the moment, but uh, mm-hmm. if I keep it, keep that thing in my mind, and uh, yeah, when I apply it, when uh, real instances occur, so I'll be able to relate it in a much better way. Mm-hmm. I suppose, yeah, a real, uh, I mean, real application and uh, this thing, uh, thing which you told, there is no one true. I guess one could understand it much in a much better way when real instances occur. I had to tell you this. So recently, me and my friend, so we were actually talking and we came across these two words, judgment and perspective. Then, then, then we literally thought that it was more of a synonym because perspective in the end of the day is a view of a person, right? Even judgment is kind of a same thing. But one is portrayed in a right way, another one is portrayed in a wrong way. But yeah, that that would have a separate argument. I, I do agree with that. <laughs> well, uh, when this could have uh, 
yeah a lot of arguments but uh, this could even be different right um, what if uh, like you judge you finalize it and then you see a thing you see uh, as it is right so uh, this is uh, this is one thing that uh, vipassana teaches you that to see things of like objectively okay. and uh, so that is possible Mm-hmm. one thing uh, yeah in terms of vipassana so it, i guess it's been a month or something right you have you have been there like experienced this so yeah, um, the last day was about 20 days ago 21 mm-hmm. days ago 3 weeks ago uh-huh. so consider the like uh, i'll just assess this because uh, at what point in an individual's life should he or she go to vipassana because if you don't experience anything in life and just go there i don't think so it's like worthful or something as such uh well um based you, on your experience you have, uh yeah i would like to ask you like do you think you have experienced things that you know made you think or change you not that deeply i suppose yeah but then there are certain things that happened right we oh, all yeah. we okay. all have our own share of sufferings and uh-huh. happiness and things like that so as you grow old uh, an individual living in a society is bound to have all this no one escapes from this unless they are in something else or uh-huh. like majority of the people do experience by the age, by their uh, the time they're 18 19 20 uh they do experience certain things right? mm-hmm. and uh so there wouldn't be a certain uh a certain time in your life a point in your life where you should take it uh because uh, you know i wasn't in my point where i really needed it uh just that i felt like a lab rat and i was always that but then still uh, it's that i realized that you know i was consuming a lot of energy drinks uh uh it's like i some days i used to code for like 14 16 17 hours so these days i uh, usually used to drink like half liter of energy drinks and a lot of cigarettes and what not uh-huh. so um this made me feel like okay i'm, I'm, I'm moving somewhat closer to being a lab rat here moving towards pleasures mm-hmm. um you know the caffeine does something to your brain the sugar does something to your brain and then uh, you, you don't eat healthy when you are like doing that you run behind your pleasures you don't want to uh, suffer that or maybe you want to minimize and don't want to go through that uh, so i thought okay let's try this out i have heard it and read about it in a few the uh, places mm-hmm. so uh now like it's been uh, a month and a half that i have consumed uh, any kind of energy thing uh uh-huh. so like i mean is it so, be- because of vipassana or like <laughs> you got that thought uh, this is like once you went there the day you go there uh oh, yeah. the third day uh, you like there are these three techniques that they teach you already uh, like uh, 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 can you just go called, uh, 
can you just take me through like how vipassana is done and like from first day to the 10th day like just in a brief yeah. manner so uh for 10 days you're not supposed to talk okay and you're not supposed to talk you're not supposed to read you're not supposed to write Mm. and you not uh, uh you shouldn't be uh, following or doing any kind of religious practices or rituals or whatever it is uh-huh. and uh, all your relig- like i have this this kada that was gifted to be my my girlfriend oh. but uh, you know since this is also a sign of you know people wear it for yeah. religious religious yeah you have to submit everything there your phone uh, even if you have a pen and a blank paper <laughs> they will keep it i had i had a folder with a pen and a blank yeah. paper and a few uh, like this brochures of a hackathon that i attended <laughs> so they had kept it like you know you're not supposed to take it inside crazy so, uh, bro <laughs> now you are disconnected from the outside world right uh-huh. and then you you're not supposed to you know communicate or write or read anything mm-hmm. and there is that what if and demotization now, happens it'll run out of like <laughs> so like the first day i was like okay fire up like that okay uh-huh. it was hard and uh, uh you have to abstain from uh, killing or harming any kind of living creatures mm-hmm. uh, so basically no non-veg while uh, i have non-veg like i chicken or some form of it at least like oh. five days a week so mostly satvik so, yeah huh. no non veg no killing or harming animals huh. and uh, like uh, you have to maintain your celibacy so uh, no fat for 10 days okay that's hard <laughs> and, and 10 hours of meditations every day uh-huh. Nine and a half to ten hours. Like you have breaks and everything in between. I mean, so, how do you meditate then? Like nine to ten hours, you just sit in a place and close your eyes or something yeah. as well. Yeah, it's like uh, morning. You have your meditation for two hours a session, and then you take a break, and then one hour and a break, and then one and a half hour and a break, and one hour break, two hour break. Don't so, you get tired of that? Like, yeah, you you do get tired. That is why people leave, right? <laughs> you know, there are a lot of people who they want they wanting to talk <laughs> but like you uh, you know there, there was this guy uh, like he never really said like the session starts in within like 15 20 minutes he'll be outside he'll be roaming around somewhere he'll escape the hall and then he'll come back I... and <laughs> so like he was he wanted to talk a lot this guy he is probably in his 30s or something okay. uh, so mostly yeah. talk it you i suppose mm mm-hmm. mm maybe uh so it's like i, I was the youngest one there uh-huh. uh so, uh this guy, he never really wanted he wanted to talk to someone and you're not supposed to talk he was trying to you know uh, fire up a conversation with people he tried to fire it up uh, fire up a conversation with me Uh, like two or three times yeah so uh, like uh, one day like uh, we were standing there there was this break that was the end of one day at night so like you know uh, i i eat my diwali sweets also and then i also smoke in my room and then uh, what sort of place is this and no one is talking like sab pagal jaisa Okay. <laughs> so, uh, and a few people left. There was one uh, one guy of my my age who had come, and then he uh, left on the third day. 
so uh, so like the first three days they teach you this technique called uh, anapana so that okay. is just uh, you know observing your breath you should not control it there is no deep breath involved or you know take deep breath or you control your breath or hold it there is nothing like that okay so you just see it like this is something that is happening every moment right so okay. you just observe it observe your breath and see how it's you know you uh, focus on this area and when you actually when you exhale uh, your breath actually uh, touches uh, this area and your nostrils every time it okay. does this it's a you sense like it. it oh you're not supposed to feel it you are supposed to feel it okay like now now as we are breathing we don't feel it right we don't feel the breath uh, uh, you know touching yeah, this yeah. top of when we exhale uh-huh. but then you are supposed to sit down and then observe your breath the way it uh, hits you, the nostrils and then the way it touches your lips uh, the top of your lips and so you just supposed to sit down and then observe it without controlling the breath that is done for 3 days and then on the fourth day they teach you vipassana vipassana is basically uh, like observing the whole of your body like from from your head to toe observing uh-huh. and feeling all the sensations without craving for uh, a new sensation or you know um, just observing whatever is happening just objectively uh, so let's say uh, and then also there is this rule that you're not supposed to move when you sit okay like, so you are not supposed to close your eyes right they were there that hold up hold up yeah let them pass by by the way uh, you are not supposed to close your eyes right no you are supposed to close your eyes it's mm-hmm. it's that you know let's say you have an itching sensation here mm-hmm. when you are sitting you're not supposed to itch and the thing so, is that uh, the thing is that yeah uh if you think a lot about itching right obviously it, it feels like itching like let me just scratch my head or mm-hmm. something like that but yeah. like, how do you do it <laughs> so i I'll, i'll tell you how this uh, how you can put it into your life all right uh-huh. so um like you have an itching sensation here you're not supposed to itch okay mm-hmm. and uh, when you sit for this long like the first 15 20 minutes it's fine like one session is one hour yeah. first 15 20 minutes is fine and then as you continue first your legs will start paining so much that you want to straighten up your legs you don't want to sit like no no more holding i just want to straighten my legs mm-hmm. and then your back will start paining yeah. your neck will start paining your shoulder will start paining and but then you still sit there if your legs pain you're not supposed to you know uh, uh straighten your legs or something you're supposed to sit there like a statue and if it if it itches you're not supposed to uh even touch uh, you know, it yeah it's like so how this helps right so uh you observe this pain you observe the itching sensation that you have and then you feel it you feel the pain that okay it, it is paining uh it is hurting but then let's see how long it is impermanent right when that is not permanent if i uh, if i get up and then if i take a walk around that will be fine mm-hmm. so yeah. let's see how long it lasts for uh-huh. that is the thing so uh, you sit down 
and uh, you do this for a long time and that you are what you're actually doing is that you're training your uh, subconscious mind so why is that necessary right so the way they explain it is that you know this you have like two or three layers the okay. topmost layer might be your like you can call it your uh, conscious mind uh-huh. and the one in between you might have a layer in between a wall and then below that you can call it your uh, subconscious mind okay. so let's say you will read a lot of self help books a lot of philosophy and uh-huh. then uh, you know people say you're not supposed to get angry and then you're not supposed to react this way and you read a lot of it right you read it and then you know it you can uh, you know uh, profess about it to anybody but then ultimately what you're doing is that your conscious mind is trained the one on the top is trained he knows that you know uh, okay i'm not supposed to get angry i'm not supposed to feel sad about it yeah but then when actual uh, things happen in life it is the guy below it called the subconscious who is reacting to it no matter what all you know here uh-huh. the wall isn't broken and the and your subconscious will react to it that oh this is not good okay i don't want to go through this pain now uh, i went through a breakup but I'm, okay i'm going to i'm going to binge drink i'm going to smoke a lot and i don't want to go through the pain he just doesn't want to feel it you'll react your subconscious will react okay so how this trains your body is that your subconscious is connected to your body uh-huh so when you feel pain it will react your yeah, subconscious body. will get activated huh it will react right yeah Got so it. if someone pinches you you will react yeah because That of my subconscious huh. hmm and then maybe your body feels something good right if it feels if your body if feels if so I, uh, there some is kind of a sweet yeah uh-huh. yeah so uh you will have the craving to do it more hmm because yeah, yeah. it's a good sensing mm-hmm. so it. when you do vipassana by the by the day uh, by uh, like i got it on the 7th day certain people get it on 9th or 10th or maybe 8th oh, everyone has so their own happened. time yeah uh, mm-hmm. uh, so uh, like now you have your negative sensation you have your pain uh, your uh, itching sensation you are, you'll have your discomfort that is all there mm-hmm. right so how do you train for the positive one so this is the thing that when you uh, do this when you practice it your uh, mind goes to a hyper conscious state where you can feel your heartbeat without touching it you can feel your pulse everywhere like you can just take your focus to your toes and then feel the pulse and the blood going through it you can so, feel it all over your body you will feel the waves so because of the uh, improvement in your focus your ability to just mm-hmm. like understand what's happening in your body yeah uh, yeah you can feel feel like all the everything you can feel whatever is happening inside your body okay okay you'll feel the blood flowing through a place like you have blood flow through your uh, head uh-huh. here you feel that too i guess because And of might... yeah uh yeah because so mm, yeah tell me. yeah i guess because of vipassana Uh, an individual becomes like too observant externally and internally i suppose yeah you'll observe when you observe you'll feel it right uh-huh. so you have your blood flow and everything here mm-hmm. you will feel vibrations throughout your skin and your body 
you will feel waves flowing through your body like uh, as if it's like a, a lighter form of uh, an electric current let's say and you you'll actually feel these currents flowing through your body and then it will be the most at in your spine when you take your focus to the spine mm-hmm. this uh, let's say the voltage of it will be the most in your spine and then maybe this also has a scientific explanation to it because you know you know what it is right so everything uh, starts from your spine or uh, so these uh, currents that you feel is the most in your spine and then these waves that you feel uh you wouldn't have uh, you know felt anything similar to this uh-huh. and then you will start craving for more of it so this is the craving that it gives so first it improves your focus and when you focus you feel the sensation that you'll want that and you'll want to crave more of it you'll, you'll want more of that sensation you'll not actually may not get it all the time it's a craving which you get by depriving things Mm, not exactly it's uh-huh. you don't deprive anything mm-hmm. uh, uh let's say you uh, your mind goes to hyper focus level okay your mind is focused like really focused and then you'll start feeling i don't know how to explain this thing yeah, yeah but yeah. then it's a feeling like it's a wave throughout your body which will make you feel so good like so happy so relaxed and uh like on the seventh day night I uh, I I had this thing for like 45 minutes. I I I wasn't even meditating then. I was just laying on my bed. So I I felt my whole body like I felt the flow, I felt the waves, my like I could feel the heartbeat like really intensely. Uh-huh. But then the 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 beat was uh, normal. Uh it wasn't fast, but then I could feel it so intensely. I could feel the waves and I I was just laying on my bed and then I was just smiling. because even if i try to bring in some negative thoughts into my mind i'm like okay fine fine i'm peace i'm at peace with that so even if i try to make myself unhappy i can't because my whole body is such it is is at this state like i'll i'll tell you that i have tried um lsd and a few other stuff but then from all the substances that i've tried nothing really made me feel this way and then you'll crave more of it so i guess this is a, a craving that yeah uh, it's a i guess it's a feeling where it can't be put in words i suppose like no matter like how much you try yeah. it's it's an experience it, it you need to experience words. i suppose yeah you you have to experience it it's, it's like uh, at that at that uh, at that moment um, uh-huh. when i felt it uh, it was then i started thinking that maybe peace and happiness is not the same thing yeah so uh it was that kind of an experience right so you crave more of it so i was talking about the training of the subconscious so you have your pain your uh, your subconscious is uh, connected to your body mm-hmm. you're training your subconscious that your body is feeling pain your body is uh, like you know you're having discomfort you have pain you have like cravings to itch somewhere or uh, you have your cravings to move but then but then you don't do it it's like you feel the pain you feel whatever is coming to you you go through it you feel it but then you don't react to it so 
then you, you train your subconscious on a daily basis. <laughs> you train it to do this. And then when some, uh, let's say you have a breakup in your life, <laughs> now you have pain. So you can either binge drink and then talk about it and uh, like uh, do all sorts of things and react to it. Or you can just feel it and observe it and just go through it and also when you feel it when you feel pain in your body when you uh, have these cravings you also say to yourself that you you should also be knowing that uh, this is not permanent this is also temporary this will go crazy don't they uh, so i guess this is what it means <laughs> in order to like understand like in detail right whatever you are speaking at the moment i guess i need to experience mm-hmm. it in order to like properly yeah. understand you, I suppose everyone needs to experience it mm-hmm. I, i was I, i was actually thinking about talking um about about this these experiences when we do a podcast in real life i'll be in bangalore in uh, a month and a half now i'll be i'll be there by december sure so sure. we'll meet meet again so, actually yeah sure <laughs> so um i was thinking about uh, talking about stuff like this uh, uh when we m- meet in person but mm-hmm. then yeah people should experience this people um you know so when your subconscious is trained when you uh, feel these waves in your body sometimes just when you said sometimes you don't feel that you know like i i used to sit on the, in the morning i felt it I, in the morning i felt the waves flowing through my body i was in good yeah i guess we had a lag we just had a and uh, the next session i felt the same hmm so uh, the next session i tried okay the next session even then i had uh, my body went into a state of flow i felt good i fe- i was at peace mm-hmm. maybe in the next session i might not have those sensations everywhere maybe my hands uh you know mm-hmm. my hands feel uh, you know the waves i can feel the waves flowing through my hands maybe my legs but then i don't feel it in my head or maybe not some other part of my body uh-huh. so the whole body is not in a state of flow now i don't feel that good right uh-huh. so this is what it teaches like even your the flow that you are experiencing when that is not permanent when that is temporary so when mm-hmm. you when you don't have the sensation in your certain parts of body so just accept it you know just accept that uh, this is not permanent even this is not permanent you have your flow that is not permanent and what whatever uh, you feel and uh, you know that the 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 state of flow that you are not in your the the sensation that you're not feeling even that is not permanent just observe it without really reacting you know without really um uh, you know craving for that flow without really uh, you know getting angry at it that you know i'm not feeling it don't uh, without really having any discomfort towards it i mean uh, so it's a, is is it your choice that you have it or not because like earlier right uh, when you did vipassana you said that you had the uh, experience mm-hmm. on on whatever uh, your nerves passing by you had those sensation and feeling and by the yeah. in the third day or fourth day uh, so at a particular point you are not having it do you think it's a choice made by an individual or uh, is it is it a thing just which happens you may have it you may not it, have it like it in terms of your person 
so you're talking about the waves that you feel in your body mm-hmm. it happens to everyone uh but then uh not everyone will uh, feel it flowing throughout their body and then reach a flow flow of state i'm lucky to have had that uh-huh. but then they do feel it uh, at least half of their body going through that phase you will feel it at least in half uh, half of your body parts you'll feel it you'll feel that those waves and vibration for sure everyone does uh-huh. all the podcast or wherever i've read about uh, you know all the podcast or uh, wherever i've read about it uh, they say that you know this uh, ayahuasca is called uh, the mother so i asked her about it why the mother so she said yeah it is called the she so why because when people consume it she'll they'll always see a woman with oh i didn't get it like whenever they consume uh, it they consume it and then while they are on the trip everyone okay it's not like everyone will see a woman with them oh crazy a ghost story <laughs> Uh, it's not ghost i'm not i'm not sure i asked her if you if you were scared of her or like something they like no i wasn't scared of her but then there was always a woman uh who was like beside me who like who i could always see among all the other things that were there hmm. but then she was always there so uh, like all the people who have tried it has felt the presence of a woman uh-huh. so that is why it's called the mother or the she or whatever it is so like whenever um, so the, uh, this is in my bucket list has been in for there for a long time yeah. uh, so yeah crazy dude i i i think uh, yeah we spoke a lot uh, i guess we need to yeah. can a little bit i'll just stop the recording only hey by the way uh, people uh, I'll be providing his uh, link in the description box. Like mostly students watch this, so at the moment, <laughs> so yeah, give a shout out to Vishak. Yep. I'll ask people to follow you. Just put out some reel or something, and I'll. Yeah, <laughs> that would work. Easy. Uh,